Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Greg Amzinger, lead anchor for MLB Network, of course, uh, of course, a product of the Lindenwood University and a native of St. Louis joins us. And Greg, as always, if you've watched MLB Network since its inception uh, in 2009, which is when we also got started here at 101 ESPN, Greg has been there from day one, and he has expressed and exhibited great pride in being a St. Louis Cardinal fan because it's such a pristine organization. So Greg joins us now. Hey, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm glad you led in that way, Randy, because there's two friends of mine, and you know a lot of mine, St. Louis friends, they, in different conversations, ask me when I'm coming back to St. Louis. And I go, ah, you know, I don't know. Is there is there a series you'd like to go see? And I'll, I'll plan to come and we'll get tickets and we'll go have a good time. These two friends who really don't hang out that much, they don't really know each other that well, both pointed to a series in August against the Oakland A's. Because they... <laughs> Because they want to make sure that they see a Cardinal win. And to me, me, that might be a low point in Cardinal fandom. You might have have standing room only in August for the Oakland A's against the St. Louis Cardinals because that's how Cardinal fans are so accustomed to winning. <laughs> I, I think that that's a good point. Greg, We, of course, we know that you've been covering everything, too, with this whole Wilson Contreras saga. And so what are your thoughts on that, and especially now, too, that we've kind of seen play out in this series with Wilson Contreras not behind the plate? Oh, man, it's tough to put it on a guy after less than 30 games of catching. And it's not like this guy has dramatically struggled behind the plate. We had Joe Madden, his former manager, won a World Series with him on one of our shows in the afternoon, the day of that story breaking. And he said, look, I trusted him. I know his catcher's ERA wasn't as low as Montero's or David Ross's in 2016, but the combination of his ability to throw, his ability to block pitches in the dirt, uh, how much he cares uh, at the plate, every one of his at-bats, He's like, we, we needed him playing every game um, to the optics of it, especially right before going to Wrigley Field where he has to return. I just, anytime you look at a team, you want it to be a cohesive group. And the last thing you want is for a guy that's going to be around for five years to feel isolated and called out so early. There had to be a different way to go about this. It just had to. Uh, but at the moment, there's an egg on the face of the entire front office of the St. Louis Cardinals. They got a guy that doesn't fit their system. And at some point, you have to wonder, is the system a bit too complicated mm-hmm. for the average catcher that's won a World Series ring that's been a multiple-time All-Star? So, uh, to me, it, it doesn't look good for the Cardinals that they've invested this much money in a question mark. And that is what they've got right now, a question mark. Greg, Buster Oney was on with Tim McKernan a few days ago, and he said the league believes that Contreras is done as an everyday catcher. Do you agree with that? If that's the case, then whoever in the front office of the St. Louis Cardinals believe this is the guy to replace Yadier Molina, then that person has to have a serious conversation with ownership. Because if that is the case, that he's done catching – um, then we've got a major problem on our hands as an organization. And I disagree with that. I, I, I think what we might have is a personality conflict. I don't think that Andrew Kisner grades out uh, so 
so much better than Wilson Contreras behind the plate. Now, does Andrew Kisner connect with the rotation and the relievers at a different level? Uh, maybe, but Andrew Kisner's hitting 220. Uh, Wilson Contreras is in the middle of the order trying to win the game with his bat. And if he cares more about those at-bats than the average catcher, then I, 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 it's understandable. But to me, this comes down to a personality issue, not exactly this guy can't. We're not talking about Kyle Schwarber playing left field, which he does every day, by the way, for the Philadelphia Phillies, which, by the way, they made it to the World Series with Kyle Schwarber playing left field, and they almost won the World Series. But this is a guy who's an all-star behind the plate. He loves to throw to bases. He's an aggressive pouncer on bunts in front of him. There are things he does well. Uh, and, and look, Gary Sanchez just got called by the New York Mets. Hey, do you want to catch for us? There are guys that are defensive liabilities back there that are still catching. Mike Piazza was never moved full-time to first base when he was barely 32 years old. Mike Piazza was not anywhere near the defensive catcher that Wilson Contreras is. So to me, this is an organization used to one of the greatest all-time and going, ooh, you're not my ex-girlfriend. This is not. This is weird. I don't. I don't think this is working out on the third date. Well, wait a minute. Your new girlfriend got a five-year contract, so you should probably go to marriage counseling and figure something out because you got five years to deal with this person, and you got to make sure it works. Hey, Greg, as you guys talk in the office and organizationally, the Cardinals have been a smooth-running machine for a long time. But on the second day of the season, the manager rips Tyler O'Neill. You tell Jordan Walker you made the team because you deal so well with adversity. Then the first time he deals with it has adversity at the major league level you send him down you tell zach thompson he's your lefty reliever and then send him down and have him give up a year of service time to stretch out and be ready for 24 then this Contreras situation when you guys talk in the office about just the the optics of the cardinals right now what are people thinking you know um so there's a way that people talk about things in television because we're psychotic about television. We kind of get lost in our own analogies through TV. And someone brought up an analogy that kind of works for me, but I need at least 40 seconds to explain it. In television, you have a producer. That's the person that's in your ear. And they tell you, oh, dude, five, four, three, two, one, you're going to break. Well, when they get promoted, because they do a good job producing and typing up the show, they become the coordinating producer. And they sit in the back row and oversee the whole show. And they let the new producer make mistakes and thrive and do all of that. To me, and what we've all said, John Mozeliak is now sitting in the back row. He's been sitting in the back row based on his title for a while. But after this new contract, he's really letting the new regime make mistakes. The new regime thrive. He's trying to take his hands away from it as much as he can. He's still integrated, no question about that. But even he said it as press conference. This contract is really the transition of the post Mosaic era. And the only way that's true is if he has an approach that isn't as hands-on. So all of these new decisions and ideas and things that don't feel, quote-unquote, normal to Cardinal fans, understand that the president of baseball operations signed a, uh, his final contract, and I asked him on MLB Network, it sounds like a swan song here. Is this by far your last deal? He goes, I think this is what we're doing. Yes. He's transitioning to hand this organization off, this front office off, to a new regime, new decision makers. And if John Mosellock's doing that, he can't be micromanaging. He has to sit back and let 
some decisions fail and fall flat. So to me, that's what this is. This is the producer who everyone's used to producing the show. Now, taking a step back to the back row, and even though he's been in the back row for a couple of years, he was micromanaging the show anyway. But now he realizes that his time has come where the finish line is, is in, in plain sight. So he's getting the front office to understand he's not calling all the shots to get you guys good at it before I walk out the door when my contract's over. So to me and to other people at the network, that's what this feels like. Got it. Well, I think what's interesting about that, too, is he is still here, and I assume that he would be a big part of bringing in Wilson Contreras as well. So you would think that he would be a little bit more hands-on with this and bringing in a catcher for five years, $87.5 million. No, he was definitely in the mix of signing Wilson Contreras. But how this is working going forward, as after he signed his last contract, there are, there's a new plan in place of how decisions are made. And it's not just all John Mozeliak. And that was per usual that all Cardinal fans are used to. Everyone in media was used to it. So now he has to understand that at some day, at some point, he's not the guy with the accountability. And the only way this organization thrives is if the new faces of accountability start making decisions. And to me, that's what's going on right now. There are a lot of John Mozeliak haters, a lot of them in St. Louis. I'm dumbfounded by it. I really am. And I still try to tell my friends in St. Louis, the one thing I've learned about baseball, and you can tell probably through the wear and tear of my vocal cords at the age of 43, (laughs) it's a long season. It is a really long season. I'm not deciding that my performance of the 2023 MLB Tonight season has been a dumpster fire because I had five bad shows in the month of April and May, which I didn't, by the way. But I'm just giving this as an example. You know what I mean? But there's a lot of shows left. There are a lot of games left. There are still big-time stars on this team. And when things start to click, and let's just assume they will, there's no – there's no other organization that you can assume it'll click for other than the Cardinals who have all the pedigree on their side. And, oh, by the way, they play in the worst division in baseball. It's not even close. Well, my follow-up question that would be with this whole Wilson Contreras situation, even though you don't like the way that this played out, it really exposes the starting pitching, right, where you're able to see, okay, what do we need to do to solve this moving forward, right? Yeah, I mean, the starting pitching is the number one issue. We were all talking about it before opening day. The depth of ro- the rotation, health, and talent isn't what it should be uh, if you're trying to win the World Series. They had enough uh, to potentially win the division because we assumed the lineup with all of these position players was going to click and someone was going to take off and become another all-star to join Goldschmidt and Arenado. Um, and so many people assumed it was going to be Jordan Walker. We didn't assume that the team ERA would be one of the worst in all of baseball. That was not what was expected. And I think it's unfair to drop all of that on Wilson Contreras. This is not a situation where fans expected the Cardinals to have one through five a rotation that would be mentioned in the same breath with the Milwaukee Brewers, the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, even the Texas Rangers, all the money they spent in their rotation. So we knew going in that this was the weak link of the, of the organization. To put it on a guy that you just paid over $80 million to and say he's the reason is, is ridiculous. Ask Yadier Molina. He would have told you. It's, it would have been tough sledding. Put calling pitches for this group of pitchers. It's not what it used to be. So they're going to have to address it if they want to win. The one thing I will say 
is by making such knee-jerk reactions and decisions this early in the season. To me, it means that the decision makers still believe they have a chance to win. And they're not just waving the white flag early on because there's so many games out of first place behind the Pittsburgh Pirates, who are, what, 1-8 and eight in the month of May. The first place team in the NL Central is 1-8 and eight in the month of May, and they're still in first place. So I think the Cardinals feel good about their chances to be relevant still in this really bad division. Greg, I was telling them earlier, I don't think this ever goes away. I think this is going to linger with them all season because whenever a starting pitcher doesn't perform well and they have a bad outing, you're still going to be saying, well, is it, is it on Contreras? It's must, it must be the pitching as opposed to the catcher. Yeah, look, the problem is the pitchers are the ones that, with the new technology today, they can, they can essentially call their game. And for them to say, ah, I don't like it. I talked to Dan Plesak, pitched 18 years in the big leagues. I go, the psychology of throwing to a guy that you're comfortable with compared to throwing to a guy that you don't like. And he said, it's a big deal if uh, the catcher is all about his previous at-bat, and that's the number one priority. If he's thinking about what's going on with him at the plate and he's not fully invested in everything you're doing, he's like, there's a big difference. I go, give me the, an example of a catcher who all he cared about was what you were throwing. And keep in mind, Dan wasn't even a starter. He Later stages of this catcher they brought up, he was a, a middle reliever with the Pirates. He said, Jason Kendall was everything you want to throw to. He wasn't even a big target, but he said all he cared about was you succeeding. And he, all he cared about was what was coming out of your hand. You never felt anything but his undivided attention and focus. I think Cardinal pitchers have been spoiled for two decades with Yadier Molina, who was so invested in everything that was coming out of their hand. To me, you don't need to bench Contreras. I think you need a really nice therapist to talk to all of the pitchers <laughs> and understand that daddy's not coming home. The new stepfather is just fine. Don't run away. Don't pack up and leave the family. It's okay. We need a therapist for the pitchers. So basically, Wilson Contreras is getting a little, you're not my pa. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. I mean, you had the best paw in the world. Daddy was awesome. Yadier Molina is one of the greatest defensive catchers of all time. This is a tough act to follow. I totally understand that. Wilson Contreras had the chops and the gusto and confidence to take it on. He wanted to take on the, the guy that replaces Yadier Molina. It's hard to replace a legend. It is. And he's wearing it right now for making that decision. We need to get all the pitchers on board to understand Yadier's not coming back. And I don't care who you sign. I don't care who you bring up to put behind the plate. No one else is going to be out of your Molina. Those are Hall of Fame instincts, level you're not going to see again because catchers aren't allowed to call games the way Yachty was when he was growing up with two other brothers who were in the big leagues doing the same thing. This is unlike anything you'll ever see. So put it in the past. You have the stuff to thrive. Yachty proved it when he was working with you before, and he's over it. This is your new stepfather. He loves you. He loves you. <laughs> All right. Hey, Greg, one more baseball thing. And this is a tweet from a former Cardinal farmhand, a guy named Paul Schwendel, who pitched for Peoria a couple of years ago. And he tweeted last week, true story. Our director of player development for the Cardinals came to town when I was playing in their system in Peoria two years ago and told us to stop trying to strike people out. Throw fastballs down the middle and have the hitters on base or out in three pitches. What do you think about that philosophy? Well, that look, there, there have been outside-the-box philosophies that 
that have been awkward and to me uh, historically odd. Uh, JD Martinez was DFA'd, DFA'd by the Houston Astros because they told him stop swinging at the first pitch. I'll never forget being on MLB tonight, and he hit a home run opposite field on the first pitch. And this is during the Jeff Luno uh, era, and he was DFA'd. J.D. Martinez was DFA'd after swinging at a first pitch and hit an opposite field home run because it was uh, the memo sent out to all of their hitters. No one swings at the first pitch in this organization. So why would they say throw fastballs right down the middle? They're caring about the wear and tear of their pitchers. We are all obsessed with prospects and their performance in the minor leagues. Well, front offices really don't care. How many guys do you see get called up from double-A who have an ERA over five? Jack Leiter was one of the top three picks uh, a couple of years ago in the draft. He, he, it looks like he's not kicking anybody out. Well, they've got him in the minor leagues working on one pitch. Throw it all the time. We know your fastball plays. They don't care if guys are getting anybody out. What they want to see is velocity and spin rate. So these are new approaches. This is a new game plan. Moneyball didn't make sense to a lot of people at the time. But looking back, you go, ah, I get it now. They all try to have a cutting-edge philosophy that no one else is doing that will pan out in the long run. It's a game of chess, and people play it differently. Greg, last thing. Here we are. It's Thursday morning. So you've got Thursday, Friday, Saturday to prepare for Mother's Day. How are you doing? You, you up to date? You ready to go for Mother's Day? So hey, you can probably hear construction going behind me. <laughs> I, I, I am moving out of my house today. I got movers all throughout my house. I am standing in golf clothes that don't match. Which, if you know me, <laughs> oh, no. they if match. you know me, that pains me. Like I, I didn't have time to actually put a stellar golf uh, attire together. So I'm standing barefoot in my backyard that is not my backyard as of Friday morning. Uh, and we're listen to this. <laughs> the new house we bought, we can't take over until July 1st, and we're going to be living uh, like uh, <laughs> what's that? What's that uh, show? Uh, Shit's Creek or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to be living in adjoining hotel rooms. Me, my wife, my two kids, and our cat. Okay? And luckily, this hotel is right next to the club. So I'm going to be walking. I'm going to be walking barefoot across the street to uh, my golf course to play every day. <laughs> Every day, I have no shame that I need golf to get me through this psychologically. We all need things, and I hope Cardinal pitchers are listening right now. You go get a therapist. It works for me. It's okay. I'm not going to blame Wilson Contreras because I'm standing barefoot in a construction zone right now. Okay, and I did this to myself. I did this to myself. So in, in a, a, a roundabout way, you just told us that for Mother's Day, Eric is getting a house, which is very nice of you, <laughs> sir. Exactly. <laughs> you got the best gift in the world. And my mom, I feel bad. Mom, I forgot about you this year. Actually, mom, because of the house, I'm broke this year. I buy you anything. Man, my wife's gotten taken care of for Mother's Day. You're the best. Thanks for the time. We appreciate it. Have a great weekend, and we'll always be watching. All right, take care, guys. See ya. Thanks, Greg. See you later. Greg Amzinger, MLB Network on 101 ESPN.